This is Akafe. Laura Marie and Jessica Marie proudly present A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, a podcast. Fair warning, everything the hosts say is explicit, full of spoilers and adult content and shall not be used against them. They have opinions. Let's try not to drag anyone for expressing themselves and just have fun for an hour. We all deserve it. This episode contains spoilers from Kingdom of Ash with mentions of the Black Witch Chronicles, specifically the Demon Tide, Akatar, Dune, Firefly, and Shatterby. For full list, please see show notes. There are also conversations surrounding sexual assault. everybody, and welcome to A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, your weekly deep dive into the YA literature and fandoms that we love. I'm Laura Marie. And I'm Jessica Marie. And today we are discussing the Cricket series. This is Cricket with a K by Amy A. Bartle. And these, all three books, we're discussing all three books. They are all now on Kindle Unlimited for traditional reading and for audio as of today's date, which is March, March 13th. 13th. Yeah. I'm very excited to talk about these books. Uh, nobody talks about these books. These books are not discussed. Jess, would you take me away? I, okay, so I think it's important to note that I honestly, just the covers alone, I got very fantasy vibes. So I go, okay, you know, I go into it expecting fantasy. It is not fantasy. It's it's sci-fi. Um, so I think that's important to to note that there there it is different and my really my prior experience to reading sci-fi is limited to dune and ice planet barbarians <laughs> two very different extremes and then of course you have shows like i love the show firefly um but it took a while to transition for this one the first book and then i finished the book 2 and 3 and 24 hours. So that just shows you how they're good reads. They're quick reads. They obviously build on each other. Um, and it really like book one and two are just the precursors to give you to the, to, to bring you to book three, which was really nice. Uh, and I think it helped that throughout my reading, you had said, okay, think of it as the hunger games and Akatar, you were like pulling all these different things that we've read, and that helped me get into in, into a little bit more. But I think it's just important to like preface the conversation that I was very much unsure if I was going to enjoy it. And then on top of on top of all of that, you had said, and just so you know, the author has a blog. A section on her website of her blog dedicated to the ending of this series because there was so much controversy. And we'll tag that in the show notes. But now I was just unsure because I have the background of the Hunger Games and I knew people were very split on the ending there. And then I'm understanding this Akatar background. And I'm thinking, where the hell is this book going to go? I thought I was confused and I was missing something the entire time where you had to say, no, you're learning everything as as we're as cricket is learning everything too so it just made more sense to go you know what what do you say no it, just vibes <laughs> like that's how i had to go into it because it, it, it's otherwise you get if you you get wrapped into the 
going down one way or the other and you get sucked in, you're not going to look at the whole thing of what's going on. So I suggested this series because I was thinking about it when I was reading Shatter Me. That's what I just kept thinking about during Shatter Me was this series. And um, there's like kind of some similarities, except, you know, this one is aliens, but <laughs> the, we'll, we'll get into it. Uh, the... I, I want to start with the ending because the, the ending is, I told you, unlike kind of anything else that we have come across, the ending is, I mean, like spoilers, but you're here already. Uh, Cricket chooses herself and she chooses freedom. About fucking time. <laughs> yeah. Somebody chose themselves. Somebody chose freedom. Somebody chose to leave everything behind and say, fuck them. And that is rare. She chose choice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She, I, I, everything. And, you know, I feel like anybody who interacted with her might think that was curious in the book, but there was not one moment as the reader, you didn't know that that wasn't her choice. It was in every internal dialogue, every underlying thought with what she was doing. I'm just like, where do we start with this? We start, we start with book one with Cricket. Like we have to give a character rundown. Yeah. Right. Oh, absolutely. So over the course of the, there's three books mm -hmm. and the key players, I would say in, in no particular order, you have Cricket who is here on earth. She has been in and out of foster care her entire life. And we come to find out that she is also uh, not from planet earth. She is half Alameda on her mom's side and half Rafe from her dad's side. Then you have Jax, Trey, and Wayra, who are all Rafe. They're, and they're coming from the planet Ether. I want to say Ether because I'm thinking of Legendborn, but it's Ether. <laughs> Spelled the same way. Then you have Kyan, who is Alameda. Fulton, who is Kyan's pretty much advisor. Um, Giffen, who winds up being K Cricket's keeper, and I say that term loosely, he was just basically watching her her whole life. Um, but, we'll get into it. Yeah, that's a whole <laughs> we'll different thing. There's Fucking Astrid, Giffen. her baby sister. There's is her, Nezra. I feel mm -hmm. like I wrote that down. Okay, Nezra, her older sister, um, Pan Hallowell, which is her father, and Excelsior Ensign, who is Alameda and Cayenne's dad. I think I think I yeah. got most yeah, of the you, key player. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and Flix, Flix, Flix. We, who we love. Uh, I would also say like Manus, Manus oh, yeah. too. Yeah, Manus because he he plays you know he plays a part until he doesn't. Uh, so cricket, cricket is kind of all the things, right? She is our perfect heroine, right? She is, but. But Cricket, I'm, I was going to say something, but then I remember something that Cricket herself said. Cricket said that she would argue that it was um, like nurture, not nature, the way that she was, the the way that she is, because she, Cricket, was abandoned in Chicago and grew up in the foster system and has had a hard fucking time, a hard fucking time. Oh, my gosh. A 
Everything she's done has been for survival her entire life. Her entire life. And she's had bad, bad foster situations and just, just, just bad all in it. So if we're talking about all books, you know, all the books together, we can say that Giffen has been watching her her whole life and he has like intervened. He has kind of like saved her maybe once or twice. Has he? With the, like, the broken arm situation, he, like, oh. pit, you know, and, like, made sure that she would be okay, even though she was still, like, hurt, um, that she yes. wasn't, like, dead. Uh, he made sure that... So Giffen followed her her whole life and made sure that she never, like, died, but never um, did anything to, like, improve her situation. And that is because her asshole father, Pan, said that that would, like... Toughen her up. Give her, yeah, give her all of the skills that she would need um, to to survive. And, like, uh, I don't know. I cannot stand Pan here. I cannot stand his, like, holier-than-now, like, bullshit. But it's only because, it's only in reference to her because his other, because then when it comes to Astrid, he, you know, he makes comments, oh, well, I have more than one daughter. I need to focus on who, who, you know, even though the prophecies about this one, we also have this other one going on over here. So like I had to prioritize who was important, who was important to me more or uh, less. God. So yeah. Okay. There's a prophecy. <laughs> <laughs> So we have we have a cricket. She's the female MC. She can do all the things. Uh, she is special, and everybody wants her, uh, which is interesting because nobody on Earth that's that's the thing, right? Like nobody on Earth wants her, but everybody on another planet does for all of their like different reasons. Uh, and cricket, cricket gets taken. There is just not another way to to, to say it. She gets taken by Trey and she gets taken by Rafe. She is kidnapped and out of a club, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, out of a club in, in Chicago and Kyan was there too. And Giffen was there too. All of these men were there, but nobody like did. Ugh, okay. There, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> um, but, but um, I, I, I want to say this up front that, uh, the first people that save Cricket, or, or the first the first people that like Cricket bonds to, is Rafe and like Trey and Jax and Wayra, and that is a a deep deep trauma bond that is completely and utterly understandable. But it's something that Cricket herself, in like a self aware moment, like does kind of address. And I just want to say I really like that um, as. Like a part of Cricket and her character. Well, that's just her as a person. I I do respect how guarded she is. She's you know been fucked over time and time again. She is in survival mode, rightfully so. She doesn't know anybody what their motives are. So I don't blame her, and I respect her that that she's just. She is who she is, and she's not making any apologies about it. Because even when they try to question her throughout the series, she goes, "Hello, from Earth. This is this is me. This is how this is how I've survived my whole last eighteen years, basically. I mean, we'll say seventeen because she was like like a couple months out of away mm-hmm. from eighteen. Yeah, and she like had her system. birthday. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we'll say eighteen. So she turned eighteen, and then she's officially out of the system. But it's just I, I have a respect for her. Yeah, no, absolutely. So you said that you had some trouble like getting into this book because it was like sci-fi and it was new and it was different. 
And you were like, I am missing something. I don't know what is going on. And I told you that like in a book like this, you are learning as Cricket learns. So like her, the world is building as Cricket builds it. And we are learning as she does. So her questions and stuff and her use of the language and all of that might be kind of annoying at first, but like you are learning as she does. So it kind of lends a weird authenticity to it in a way, because I know from experience that as soon as I learned cuss words in another language, that's all (laughs) I said. And as soon as I learned like a phrase, that's what I said. So the, 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 you know, cricket saying like knob knockers all the time. It's like, yeah, it's like this phrase that she knows. Like, of course, she's going to say it all the time. All the time. Yeah. Or and, like when she, the only day of the week I feel like she remembers is Fitz, Fitz, Fitzgibbons, Fitzsimmons. Fitzgibbons or like Fitzmartin. Yeah, Fitzmartin. That's it. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, like, it's like, okay, yeah, fine. Which is, you know, and you know, throughout the whole, the whole series, you hear her start reflecting how it's just, second nature for it to be integrated into her language and her life and then she even says like she makes a comment of uh oh you know but what's going to happen to us and then she takes a pause like us when did i start associating myself with i want to say earthia now uh (laughs) with the etherins um because there's five houses in ether you know it's easy to say like oh the alamedas and then the raphian like no they're they're five houses on one planet i'll use the term i mean because we don't we just know it's another world we're assuming it's another planet so i i I don't know i like that it's you know knob knockers makes me giggle some of the swear words it reminded me of firefly which i had told you um just in the fact that firefly was able to use a lot of swearing based on um using integrating other languages into the show to kind of like loophole the fcc more or less to to have it on uh primetime television so that's kind of my correlation with firefly well and also you can say that there are uh a lot of spaceships in this in this series because there are you know there are space stations cayenne has a space station there are spaceships there are flying cars and all these like motorized like cars this is like a futuristic situation like when she was merging into traffic it was reminding me of the fifth element mm-hmm yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah me too i was like oh my gosh i know exactly what this looks like um okay so uh cricket cricket there's a lot going on about cricket there's a prophecy about cricket and then uh, Cricket is half Alameda, half Rafe, which fulfills the prophecy. And it can go all these like kind of ways. But she has the gift of seeing the future. She is clairvoyant. And the, the, whole, the whole first book and basically most of the second book are Cricket learning about the world, uh, falling in love with Trey bonding with Jax and Wayra, and then trying to learn the society of Rafe while also being completely controlled by what is going on there. Um, and she was like forced engaged. I mean, she's forced engaged a few times, but uh, <laughs> she's, you know, she's forced engaged to Manus, who's the, who's the, the leader there. Uh, and she's not told anything. And there's, there's just this whole, this whole situation here. My point where I'm going with this is, 
that the first two books are about Cricket learning everything that she can with undercurrent of escape, right? And like fighting, fighting against Kyan specifically. So, you know, Alameda and the Brotherhood, but like Kyan specifically, because he's the one that keeps finding her, right? But then the whole third book is about, oh, maybe I shouldn't have fought so hard to fit into a place that didn't want me when everybody is accepting me in this other place. But then the last part of that book is, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, I'm out. And that's the end. And it, it is just it is just really, really fantastic that you you have these two books of her like trying to fit in, running away, right? And then like trying to fight to get back and then realizing that nobody wants you except the people that you were running from. And like one of them kind of wants you for the right reason when everybody else, even the guy that you were in love with, has like stopped giving a fuck about you. It's a lot. I I, I just, my heart, my heart breaks for, for Cricket. She has done nothing but survive her whole life. Not necessarily live, just is existing. And there's a line, you know, in the book where she goes, you know, and she's just like finally able to sleep where she goes, the stress and struggle to survive are finally catching up with me. And then she crashes into a slumber and like that has to, for, for, for her, for what is it? Like 13 years she was in, she entered into the foster care at five and now she's 18. So I just to cut like how she didn't give up, at, uh, you know, and she did at some point. She didn't want to return back to her body. She was like, you know what? It's it's living to die. She knew what was going to happen. She knew she had nothing else left to lose. And even then, she was still fighting um, Excelsior, like with her plans, just waking up in the middle of the night and realizing, wait, something his we can use his ego to work against him. Wait, OK, so you bring up. Uh, cricket, like going to the future and uh, all of that. Let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about that and how Cricket can sense lies, and she can go into the future and and figure out what's going on. Well, she knew she could sense lies when she was on Earth. She didn't know how. She didn't know why. She was just like, it's kind of like this, this like this thing, party this trick party that trick I have. have. Yeah. yeah, and she couldn't. She didn't feel like it was like anything magical. She just just had this quote-unquote gift and upon being kidnapped i mean what is what's the best way to explain the prophecy is there will be a daughter who will be a priestess um is from two houses and two worlds so that's where she fulfills that prophecy she is from house of alameda and house of rafe because of her parents lineage and she is from two worlds from ether and earth um and here she is. You know, she's here to fulfill it. Some people love it. They're like, yes, we have a priestess. All hail the priestess. But with that, you know, with being a priestess um, in a patriarchal society, it's, well, how can you serve the men? How can you be beneficial to the men? And she wasn't about that shit. 
Well, and the big part of the prophecy is that one house will fall, right? right? And it is not specified which house will fall. And Alameda has decided that they will be the ruling house. So they have allied with all the other houses against Rafe because they're like, no, fuck you, Rafe. Rafe is going down. Uh, So, uh, and then Rafe is like fighting back and they're trying to get allies. So in between like all of this is Cricket who fulfills the prophecy of... um going to kill Excelsior and become Empress of Ethar, right? Like, that is that is the prophecy. But, and you say Cricket fulfills it, but, like, her sister, as we said, Astrid, also fulfills it. And Astrid is the one that has been protected and raised to be the Empress. She Okay, so then my second question is, because I was just thinking about this now while we were talking, what's the second world that Astrid is a part of? Because they hid Astrid for so long, but not on Earth. They were together on Earth for oh, a little bit. Together. Yeah. Okay. So that 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 tiny little mm-hmm. bit of time on Earth counts is enough. As yeah. Two were, okay. Yeah. Is enough. Is enough. Uh, so yeah. So she also fulfills it. So her little sister has been groomed for this role. Yeah. She has, you know, she has people, um, warriors and soldiers, and ready to just you know bend the knee to her. Mm-hmm. And and cricket is the decoy. And, and Cricket, do, Cricket doesn't want any of this. She goes, you can have it. However, knowing this still puts a price on her head just for existing because you have a group of people who are unsure, unaware what her motives might be. And then there's that, oh, well, there's always a possibility that she can, uh, you know, try to stage a coup and really because they don't know Cricket's character at all. So they're just kind of going in blind, making these assumptions that this is a possibility that Cricket would have. Uh, you bring up a good point. They don't know Cricket at all. Who does? Cricket's still learning herself. Right? I feel like she, I mean, who really knows? She, and, you know, she knows who she is as a person in Chicago. She's learning who she is as a person on in Alameda in Rafe she's still learning who she is and she's constantly channeling her Chicago like her Chicago and roots you know when she says she she clutches the scissors next to her because that's how she or or there was a night that she was sleeping with Trey and Trey had a dagger under his pillow and she was asking about him he goes are you going to tell me you grew up and you didn't try to keep yourself protected from it? I mean, that's embedded with her because survival has been her whole skill, her whole life. And then I think Jackson Wayra even say, we're going to utilize those skill sets when we need to break and in, break into here and steal this and blah, blah, blah. Because again, to go back to the nature versus nurture where she goes, I was raised to, I had a foster father who told me like all these gimmicks to, you know, to bring back to home, you know, so we're not paying for things it's just you know it's it's a lot of responsibility for one person and a lot of demands and expectations for somebody who didn't want any of this in the first place let's talk about the men (sighs) i know let's talk about the men the men here i mean it's all men for the most part for the most part it's all men until the third book but jacks trey and wayra are impressed by Cricket. They are impressed that she's like strong, that she's adaptable, that she's tough. They were expecting somebody like very weak 
and like very, I get, I think pampered, like very, just very not what Cricket is. So they are very impressed by her and her like survival instincts, right? Well, I think they were under the impression that because of her priestess ancestry and prophecy, they were expecting a priestess. They weren't conscri- considering like this scrappy underdog will fuck you up in a heartbeat girl so we have we have these three these three marines more or less these marines these kavars uh have like bonded with cricket and they are with her for books one and for books two and then Kyan and and Kyan and Alameda and the Brotherhood are painted as the enemy here. And um I they they go so far in, in my opinion to paint them as very like um Nazi-ish in in books one and two, but then very um like Nordic uh once we get back in there in um book three, which I thought was interesting. Um but the differences between Kyan and Trey um, become become very apparent to me. Like I was, I was absolutely done. I was done with Trey pretty early on. Yeah, you said because uh, I I was I, I forget what I texted you, and you go, I have a lot of issues with Trey. I have a lot of issues with everybody, but I have a lot of issues with Trey. And I was like, well, let's let let's discuss <laughs> my my problems with Trey are that um the the engagement the engagement that they have uh she cricket had like no idea what was going on she was like why are they giving all of like food what is happening he's like she was just like eating the chocolates as they were giving it to her yeah she's like like, why are you doing like why are you doing this and they were like oh you just like announced your engagement in front of everybody and and she didn't know what was going on there. Like they didn't, they didn't even tell her. Yeah, they and she, she was her. just like, "Oh, okay, we're like in a cave. Cool, cool. All right, we're gonna go meet Charisma. You're like ex girlfriend. Awesome. Uh, I just, I didn't, I didn't like that that situation at all. And then, of course, uh, by book three, of course, we're done with Trey, but." I didn't like his weird possessiveness about her and his like Kyan's? Je- no Trey's. Oh, Trey's Trey's possessiveness about her and how after every li- and, and this is my point after every little reveal that Cricket gives about herself Trey uses sex as like a like a self soothe there um, to like make himself feel better and like her feel better about this bad situation and he makes her promises where. Kyan doesn't use the sex to self-soothe her when she's like upset, really, really, or like uh, shares something about her. And then he goes beyond and teaches her everything that she could possibly need to know to practically live on Ethar and survive in that world um, because he is able to provide her like a safe environment to do that where Rafe and Trey are always on the run and always after her. And there isn't any time to do any of that. Um, And then, and then they never get that time. 
at, at all. And like, I know, I'm sorry, I know people have a lot of issues with Kyan. I have a lot of issues with Kyan. I have a lot of issues with all of it. But I was done with Trey way before Cricket was. That make, But that makes sense because you can look at it objectively seeing the trauma bond where when initially she wasn't she wasn't aware of it. He, I mean, for the first time in 13 years, she has this kind of like in a way, I don't want to say found family because she did find her found family with her friend on in Chicago mm-hmm. and then her boyfriend. Um, but it was, it was family and the, in the sense that she never had like in-laws or like a real boyfriend or like this, this family dinner night, you know, I do, it was the, you know, it's kind of like you said with that guitar, she, it was the first thing to ever show her kindness. So it makes sense why it would be so easy to fall into and why you have those rose colored glasses. Um, because in those times when they saved her, she believed she was being saved, whether it was from Earth or when she was with Manus in the sky, the space sky station thing. Yeah, and yeah, in sky, in sky, uh, when Alameda attacked and she had to like make that jump and Trey caught her and like they were having that whole like moment. Oh my gosh, that would be awesome. It is just really interesting to me that she. That Cricket finds her place in the place that she was running from the whole time, but it's not what she wants. So, like, she takes the steps to, like, leave it, you know, like, because she doesn't want it. But but I do really love the plot twist of this whole boys born with the gene are in this, like, secret place in this lab, and there was a plague, and the plague came from this lab, and it was actually Kyan's dad who was behind all of it, and, like, he wants to create this whole thing. All of that was so fucking interesting to me. I was just like, oh, my gosh. And then, uh, okay, okay. I have my issues with Giffen, obviously. Like, no, no go there, no go there. But the way that they manipulated and roped in Trey and everybody's families and kind of just like killed all of their spirit. And, and because of that and the situation with Pan and with Astrid and, and the prophecy and everything, um, it is interesting to me that all of that, that happens in book three really does stomp down this relationship with Trey, right? So that in book three, when he is holding Cricket by the throat and demanding that she eat that bar and she doesn't, and he starts like beating the tree next to her head in like frustration. It was just like, I am so done with you. It reminded me of the conversation. Like in that moment, I was just thinking of all the conversations we've had in previous episodes too um about the the guy who punches the wall cuz he's angry <laughs> yeah and he yeah so he's, he is he's punching the wall cuz he's angry and frustrated and it and it's just such a comparison because that is not something that Kyan would do Kyan would like walk away and 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 like calm himself you know what i mean like it is just it is just really interesting. So it is like your first love and then like 
growth. <laughs> growth. Growth. Yeah. And, and yeah. But but also I'm not I do not want to go on record and defend Kyan because I'm not. But the way that the men run society in this world is very upsetting and it's very jarring and the way that they treat women is very upsetting and jarring and it is disgusting and it is something that pops out at you as a reader and that's good no it should pop out and it should cause like it should render these discussions i mean cricket even says all you etherians are racist you pretend to be more progressive than others but it's all a front and she's not wrong and this Mm -hmm. goes back to our conversations where we have with the the black witch more specifically with the demon tide is if anybody took a moment to reflect on themselves they're doing the same exact thing to each like to each other that that, what they're complaining about yeah because they're all separated by hair and eye color that's the only difference right and then even even cricket tells like when she was kidnapped again by like giffen trey and crew she goes they want the same thing that you all want they want excelsior dead you want excelsior dead why are we like not talking this through I mean, it's just like, no, we can't, we can't, we can't, Astrid, Empress, Empress, you know, all of that. And it's just like, oh my gosh. Okay, okay, we get it. And like, obviously, it could have been done with like, I don't know, a purple sky or something. Um, but it is what it is. We're working with it. Um, Flones. <laughs> Flones. Flones. It just makes me laugh every time she says it. Um, one of the criticisms that I read about this book was that uh, Cricket's use of the language was annoying. Uh, that's why I brought it up earlier. And that it, in no way would she immediately start using it. Um, and I thought the exact opposite. I thought, of course, you're going to start using the words that you know. Um, and, and like, if you know what the time scale of stuff is, of course, you're going to try to adapt to that. Like, wouldn't that make sense just culturally? Even yeah. when you go to another country, even for vacation, you try to learn like little local customs, local traditions, even going to not even going traveling internationally. If you're going to have more diverse food choices, I'm going to try to understand the customs of a different culture's food um, tendencies and how they kind of interact as a respect to the culture like that just that just makes sense to me yeah like of course she would obviously i don't know that i bring it up only to say that like some of the criticisms that i was looking into are totally valid right some of them some of them are like okay okay our frustrations that we have with not just this series but just patriarchy in general but you had said so beautifully that it's supposed to be jarring. You're supposed to, it's supposed to stimulate these conversations. If you're getting upset, if an author is evoking emotions out of you, that's the point. You shouldn't be sitting and reading this and being complacent thinking, you know, trigger, like essay trigger warning, like rape culture. It's not being perpetuated. It's, it's forcing the conversation that it's also not just an alien culture because it happens all the time in our culture. Yeah. And I'm thinking, and Cricket was never sexually assaulted. She was never raped. It's not even alluded, but... It is just the idea. Yeah. There's buildup or there's scenarios where mm-hmm. it could there could have been follow-through and that, 
you know, that did not happen. And it is confirmed, like, to not have happened. Right. And I mean, and there is that discussion there, Mm -hmm. you know, when she had blacked out because she was knocked unconscious, she asked, like, did this happen to me? And then they do the whole, you know, technology with the full body scan multiple times because there's Mm -hmm. the first time transition from Earth and then through, you know throughout the whole thing or she had a premonition where it was going to happen and cayenne came in and saved her and she shared this with him that this was the future he's like that will we will change that future and they did yeah yeah so great oh gosh so the discussions are there but there's it doesn't happen yeah, yeah, it, it 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 does not happen, and the sex that does happen is very consensual, obviously. Uh, but that's just another like mark against Trey too, because Trey's like, "Are you sleeping with him? Are you sleeping with him?" And Cricket is like, "Why does that matter? You like you've embedded me, like." But that's again bigger picture. Like he doesn't. It's almost like he doesn't want to, one. He doesn't want to process. Like, what did you think the results of your own actions were going to be? Um, and two, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No, like that's she, not what this is about. It's not. She's an embedded like spy at that point, and she's trying to survive. But and and during that process, she like she does admit that she falls for Kyan. Um, and and the I, I have something for this, but and the um the like safety and and kind of uh like. He makes her a partner, and I say makes because he does kind of force it because she does not want to 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 do any of it, really. Well, and not just with her, but the acceptance from the society because we know from the entire um, ether culture, it's patriarchal. You hear time and time again, oh, well, priestesses can't do that. That's not ladylike. Oh, priestesses aren't supposed to know how to do that because, you know, it's all these things the priestesses cannot do. They basically just have to be away on their little priestess house on his property, his estate, and just, like, live out and learn the priestess ways. And so when, you know, they make to prove a point when she approaches people in the brotherhood, but you weren't called for. She goes, I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do what I want to do. And I, and I just love that they really are teammates because once they realize, and again, it part of it comes from him learning her past and understanding her little nuances when he can kind of play into it when they're in that room. And she goes, but you'll be so far. However, will you miss me? Like, I love, I love that, um, that camaraderie and that moment because they are equals. And yes, he forced her, but he's also forcing the larger society of don't fuck with me. If you like, if you mess with me, you mess with her. If you mess with her, you mess with me. And I just, I, I love, I love that. There's also a really good parallel with that, too. So I was thinking of when Cricket is meeting with Manus for the first time and Trey is there and there's like a dinner, right? And and somebody comes along and, and she tries to like take something and Trey is like, oh, no, like that's for your hands. Like, you know, um, and that situation, the power dynamic is very like different, right? And but in the situation that you're talking about with um, the Brotherhood and with Kyan, Cricket is very much on even footing. And before they go in that room, Kyan pulls her aside and says, like, you are the most important person in this room and they are going to do everything that they can to make you feel like you aren't. So you are going to be tested pretty much. And she is tested. She's tested by the musicians that are trying to make her sick. 
and by like the mean girls um, and the way that the brotherhood kind of treat her. And like, obviously she wins all those tests, but it, it is just that power dynamic of what you said, where Kyan forces her hand. He forces her to be his partner. But like once she is at that level, she sees that she needed she needed all of this and she was and she wouldn't get it anywhere else. Well, and she says, I think her and Cayenne have an, like, an argument where he goes, or she tells Cayenne, your ambition scares me. And he says, your lack of it angers me. And I love that. You already know where I was when I read that. Um, but I also think it's just a testament of her to a person when you go back to book one or two to what you're saying with Trey and she's eating the chocolates that were just kind of like, it's like good soup and she eats the soup and she was like, wait, what's going on? Like all I did was like eat the piece of chocolate. Flash forward to book three where they, what do they call it? Like a claiming or something is how they do their marriage bonds. She knew what was happening. He didn't ask her at all, but she knew she's like, we got to do this because she knew that she needed his protection. Otherwise, they weren't going to recognize her as somebody he could, he could protect. Right. Cricket doesn't like how much Kyan knows about her and knows about, like, her body and knows about her hair and her, like, you know, her genetically altered everything. And Kyan is like, I am appalled that you don't know any of this. Where, what have you been doing? Why haven't you been learning about any like any she of yourself know, <laughs> but that that's the thing like she he had been saying like i will because because even in the palace he was like no come with me like i will take you home and i will teach you like we will go we will go home to the sea of stars and and we will learn and and she's just like no 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 but she doesn't do anything to like supplement that right because she's always in danger Everybody in Rafe, because no one in Rafe will accept her because they see her as too different because of like, you know, all the things. Um, so she's constantly running. And it is it is just like and and Kyan is like, look, cut your freaking hair. Like, do this, do this. You can't stay away this long. Like all, all, all of this stuff that in no way, shape or form or situation would Trey have been able to give her what that. she needed. Yeah. It, it wouldn't it wouldn't matter. Like even if he wasn't the way he was. Yeah. It, she, they're constantly on the run. Yeah. Oh my gosh, isn't that kind of like Lou and 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 Reed? Yes. They're always on the run. Like when were they going to Huh. Well, okay. This is the perfect segue to the point that I wanted to make. All right. <laughs> so so Trey, I started off this book really liking Trey because Trey is like, look, I'm so old. I am old. I like we live really long here. Like you are a child. I'm old. Uh, and I liked that. I was like, OK, good. All right. All right. Fine. 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 But later on, later on, what does Trey say to Cricket? He's like, you know, you, you're so frustrating. You make me feel all these things. Make me feel alive. You make me feel like I want to live. And I was like, OK, we have a manic pixie dream girl situation. But then but that's only to him. Yeah, because like, she doesn't feel that way. Like, there, there's nothing there. So, like, right, but I'm saying, like, she's his manic pixie yes. dream girl. That doesn't mean that she's everybody's manic pixie dream girl. No, no. But Cricket is not Kyan's manic pixie dream girl. I would say that Kyan is Cricket's manic pixie dream girl in a weird way because 
he makes her feel all the emotions. He makes her feel confused. He makes her feel alive and safe. And he makes her feel uh, like wanted and powerful and, and all and all of these things, right? Um, and take that away. And she's like, no, I don't, I don't really love him, right? Um, it, it's just it, the, the dynamic there. And she and, and Kyan is like, look, I will make you empress, right? Like you're the empress of my dreams. Yes, like I let's. <laughs> I love that line. He's like, let's burn the world down, rebuild it together as full partners. Uh, yeah, like- and it wasn't even like a. Even when they talk about her being empress, it wasn't a. I will be this and you will be at my side. He fully embraced that I will be at your side. Yes. You run the show. Like, yeah. Yes. Yes. He, yeah. <laughs> a thousand percent. And he says a couple times, like, you're like, I, the quote, the ambition quote that you use is just so perfect too. But Cricket does start to uh, live up to herself. She's like, Kyan, I don't want to be dark. You know, like, I, I don't want to be darkness. He's in, in, he says something like, you like, you are the darkest part of me. Like all, all of this, this really beautiful thing about like darkness and how you need to embrace it. And Cricket does start to, um, like embrace herself and embrace her powers. And we have the whole thing where she's struck with inspiration about the crowns, right? In the middle of she the like, night. Yeah. She like bangs down Fulton's door. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Kyan's like, what, what is going on? Yeah. He's like naked. He's like, what the fuck is going on? And, and, uh, Fulton's like, you could just, you could just like send a message. You don't have to. You could have just sent a hologram. Yeah. Hologram. You didn't have to like come all the way down here. Uh, so really, just really fantastic that she she does end up having ambition, and the ambition is to fuck all and peace out on her own terms. And she does that with Flix, her best female friend. Amazing. We get, like, a nice female friend after we get a shit sister and a shit half-sister and a shit other priestesses, uh, a dead mom. I, yeah. I mean, and I will say charisma could have had potential oh yeah um, charisma because like of course naturally she's like up oh, here here's the axe yeah i get to compare myself to her naturally because they were childhood friends and already engaged and betrothed and then here i come along meanwhile you find out that she's been in love with his twin brother the whole, the whole time. time yeah so it like wasn't a thing <laughs> and like he even knew it he goes how could i like how could he fall in love for somebody that he knew he wasn't supposed to be with like he saw it with his brother and he's like i needed to i needed a piece out for y'all to recognize what you had for each other i think charisma would have been a great female friend for her too there um in that moment but flicks she had sass she was truthful and in and even with all the the mean girls i forget what the whatever the line was flicks said that had cricket say she's She's going to be a friend for life. And I'm so excited for that. I hope that I hope my like good vibes are right with her. And they are. And they are. And they are. And that's so great, too, because she she takes up uh, Cricket, picks up the chessboard in that scene and just like <gasps> starts wailing. All- yeah, uh, I imagined like a marble chess. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> bash. Because oh. one of the medics came in and the girl's jaw was just she goes, her jaw is just hanging there. I go, yes, quit Cricket. And Kyan's like, that's my girl. That's my, that's girl. my girl. That's my girl. And yeah. I mean, and 
him that's as much as we're always we always think like oh that's my girl that's the bragging right but then when they would say it in context you belong to me you, yeah. all the pushing like that bothered me just throughout everybody all mm-hmm. all the males in the series you belong to me you're mine blah 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 which typically typically i love a possessive alpha hole in books this one wasn't doing it for me because mm-hmm. i loved that cricket would no, I belong to myself. I am my own because it's how maybe it's just like under the pretense of how they were going about it. I don't know. Because any other male Castile could say you're mine. I'd be like, bet. <laughs> I guess. I do not belong to me in that moment either. But I couldn't do that with her. It just rubs the wrong way here. Maybe because they're Marines. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. No, because. Because Kyan, too, is like that. Yeah. Well, And then, like, even the descriptors with Trey, dark hair, violet eyes, tattoos with swirls. Yeah. <laughs> and he's done. the one I go and he's the one with the anger problem. You would yeah. think. You would think. Yeah, we're going for the blonde with the with the blue eyes. Yeah, but yeah, the but Viking. yeah, we're going with the Viking. Um, man, it, it, when you're when you're just talking it out, like Kyan's a hard sell. But when you're in the book with it, you're just like he is the better option here. He is the better option, and he is like devoted not only to you, but like he is devoted to making you empress. For, like, the betterment of the world. Like, he fully believes that. Not just, yeah, not just for the betterment of herself, which is why, I mean, she says, everything he does, he brings me along and shows me how to do it. Something that, and then she says, something referring to, like, her not knowing how to swim um, that has plagued me um, since I've been here is now a skill all because of him. So she she gives credit where credit is due, which is a great thing. Um, And... But again, everything that he's doing, and she's like, yeah, I'll learn. Yeah, I'll learn. There's the underlying tone that she knows and is telling herself in her internal dialogue is, I can use this skill to help me get back to Earth. I can do this, and it'll help me get... She's building that um, that t- that toolbox, her skill set, her toolbox skill set of things to help push her into what her end goal is. Yeah, and her end goal is to go back to Earth. And she's made that clear the whole time uh, which is just so so interesting but um so we're getting to the end of this book uh, end of this series like the end of end of book three uh and cricket does the damn thing right there the prophecy is that cricket will kill excelsior and she does she she plays up on his ego and it works um, and the thing that I really like about it is that she looped Kyan in and Kyan was with her the whole time. Kyan built crowns like they were full partners in this. And like, yeah, Kyan got captured. Krika got captured, too. Yeah, it sucked. Yeah, that was crazy. But she killed him and it was like broadcast. So everybody saw it. It was just like this whole thing. And it is it is just so great that that happens and Cricket saves Kyan, right? She saves, she makes a conscious effort. She puts him in, in the little like med casket thing. And, and then she pieces out with flicks. Well, and that, I loved that, that whole scene because she, like we said, she uses, uh, Excelsior's ego against him, which, and she knew it would, which is why she said the message and the board to say, keep working on the crowns, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Like it's going to be okay. 
do all the things, puts the crown on, unalived. Um, then even Fulton was like, what do you mean you have, what do you mean you have Kyan? You saved him? He, he, I mean, it says in the text, he was just shocked that she did that. And then when she's trying to fly this helipad in that he taught her how to do, you know, little alarms are going off in his estate, like intruder, intruder. And she goes, it's me. I have him. I need medical attention ASAP. And they go, do you want us to take the fact that she goes, wait, you could fly this for me? <laughs> I mean, I released a breath I didn't know I was holding <laughs> <laughs> for her. Cause I was like, thank God she gets to breathe for a nanosecond. Mm-hmm. Just be like, you got it from here. Thank God. Because up until that point, she still never cut her hair in that moment to help reset. Like she focused on him. That wasn't working. They, they basically cut, she kept cutting his hair, hoping something yeah. would happen. Like now, <laughs> now, <laughs> no. Um, but good, good for her. I was so happy. Um, what a cool ending. Yeah. And she didn't lose her powers. Yeah, she didn't lose her powers. And so the ending, okay, so they have to go back through the forest of Omnicron, the forest of O, which is the same forest that Cricket went through in the beginning with Trey and Wayra and Jax. Only this time she's going through with Flix, but she's also going through with Jax, Wayra, and Trey because they are like stalking her. The stalking of them, so it is the opposite, right? So the first time that that Cricket is going through with the Kavars, they're all together trying to stay alive. The second time, Cricket is trying to do it on her own, and she can, she's, she's almost there, right? She can almost do it, except for like a wolf, and Flicks lost her water. Um, but they are like stalking her, trying to safely get her back. And then the whole force feeding scene is so fucking gross and weird. I feel like that could have been eliminated. Like we didn't need that. No. What was like what was the point? What was to the it? point to it, it? Was nothing nothing was added, no value was added. It doesn't mm. it just it didn't it doesn't you can't even say like, oh, um it helps move the story along. It's the end. And then yeah, it's, it's the, the last end. part of the tril it's the last book of the trilogy. So yeah. it's it, done. it just didn't feel like it was needed. No, it I feel just like made maybe me... that was was it just like their way of saying like this is the last time we're going to see Trey. Like, that was the the goodbye that we received with Trey from a reader. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Maybe it was closing the door and, like, this is this would have been a really toxic relationship. Like, look at this. Well, she said, she goes, you're so bad for me, Trey. Your Boy Scout bullshit is bad yeah. for me. Was, like, she says it outright. Mm-hmm. That's so true, too. Your Boy Scout bullshit is bad for me. It's amazing. It's amazing. Uh I do like that Cricket was like, no, we need scuba gear. We need all of this shit. Like, I am not, I'm not fucking around with it. We're putting on scuba gear and we are going. And I like that there was like a battle and Cricket leaves the, the note for her sister and they do it. They get back to Earth. Now they get back to Earth successfully and then they like ride off into the fucking sunset. Yeah, and that like, is what the next? end. Yeah. Yeah. But that, um, there is not a next book. Uh, the author, as Jess said in the beginning, uh, on her website has a whole little like tab section dedicated to the cricket series where she justifies this ending. And- I don't understand why the ending needed to be justified. I love the ending. I, th- I think that's, it's the ending that I say everyone deserved. It's the ending cricket like earned. 
Yeah, it's the ending that cricket. It's the ending that cricket wanted too. Like right. Um, but but no, the author had to come out and say like, no, cricket choosing herself and her freedom was what she wanted the whole time, and she doesn't need a a, a love triangle. She doesn't need a man. She doesn't need any of that. And, and that's it. It's over. I don't know how, why you need to justify that. I well, don't because it's because it's a happily ever after on cricket's own terms. It's not a have happily ever after with a partner and that uh is as i I said feel about that well yeah but it's different it's unique it is not something that you see a lot she kept her powers she left with a friend on her own terms and she said fuck you to her sister come come for me i'll come for you that's good. There is a little bonus chapter with a little bit of cayenne and a little bit of cricket um, choosing to go to Ann Arbor, which like my Michigan roots is like, hey, um, <laughs> but that that's all we have. And she says over the author, Amy says over and over and over again that like, this does not mean I'm going to write another book. This is done. And there hasn't been an update since this came out. And I believe 2017. Maybe. I'm, I'm not sure. The yeah, I'm not sure. Publishing um, but boy, boy, what a ride. What an unexpected ride. Uh, these books are relatively short, all three of them. Pretty quick reads. I, w- I would say once you get into them, um, boy. Yeah, what- once you get into them, I c- you could use, I, like I said, I finished two books in 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fact that the author had to to put it on her blog and justify it is just something that is really wild to me. I don't know if I, in my head, I felt like her, her, she was more mainstream because I've heard you specifically speak on her so much, not necessarily. So in my head, you give me an author, I go, oh, I know that name. Like that, and if I know the name, I immediately am like, oh, I know that that person's, I mean, I also think quote-unquote d-list celebrities if i see them or i go oh i know their name hey, that that's, that's, a like, yeah. so many- <laughs> that's a win yeah that's a win there's nothing wrong with that. that that you know that that's a thing you know um so it's just it, i i like it i love the ending i think it's necessary i feel bad that she felt like she needed to explain herself Based on comments, she goes, I've read every single person's comments and reviews, and you're just gutted because, you you know, you feel bad. You know, and, and there's an ongoing conversation on on social media of people saying, giving bad reviews because they might not personally like it. And to each their own. I totally, but what you might not, and especially when it comes to different triggers, what might not be for you doesn't mean it's not what somebody else needed. Right. You know? Right. I mean, we have so many books with a happily ever after. I mean, it's a whole genre within like romance is like, that's part of the formula. You almost have to guarantee a happily ever after in a romance series or book. Um, what about those who want to choose themselves? You don't see a lot of that. So why can't, you know, where's, you know, if you want to talk about quote unquote representation, what about the representation for the girls who realize, look, even if I am in love. And she says that in her letter to her sister. I found love. I found love in this and that. And twice, twice. 
but I had to do this for me. Yeah. Like, that's a very real situation in in life, too. And you don't hear that discussed. So Yeah, and it was a hard choice, too. And it is not a choice that I would have made. I will obviously, obviously, if you know me at all, I would have stayed and um, with Kaya, with Kaya, and we would have burned the world down. <laughs> and and be a, I would have be been an empress. empress. Yeah, I, know. I would have been an empress. Like, it would have been awesome. Like, whatever. <laughs> it would have been rad. <laughs> yeah, no question. It would have been rad. Uh, but... Uh, the fact that she was able to do that and that she was able to to admit that uh, I did fall in love twice, she was let down by everybody in her life. She's like, I'm not going to rely on any of you. I'm not going to stay there. I'm not going to be anybody's pawn. I can't be safe there. Everybody will want me. I'm saying fuck all to all of you. I'm going to Earth. Leave me alone. But I still have all of my powers and I still have all of my abilities. Um and, and I just want to like point out uh, something that you pointed out when you were reading this is that they all made sure everybody got all their vaccines. <laughs> just a funny little, because there's a plague. Was, there's a plague in, in, in the, the backstory here. So it was just, they, yeah, they wouldn't let her out. They're like, she's not vaccinated. Yeah. They're like, oh, you got to vaccinate like, Everybody's got to get vaccinated. So. Yeah. Or, or like flicks. Like, flicks, you're going to Earth, you gotta get vaccinated. It was, it was just funny. I was like, ah, oh, got everybody. This was in 20, you know, like 70. Oh, it was just funny. Um, <laughs> oh, the times. Have oh, changed. the times have changed. Oh, the times, the times. Uh, but the, yeah, so there is, there is, I think, a market for books where the female MC chooses herself, chooses her freedom, keeps her powers, keeps her, her like dignity and, and chooses, uh, the other, the other path. And I don't know of a lot of books like that. This is just the first like series that came to mind when I was reading, um, Shatter Me when all of this was like bumping around in my head. There's a rumor out there that, um, the book of Azrael has all that, that we want and more. So. It does. It is. But that is not out yet, right? No, no, no. not yet. No, that, that is not out yet. So we, so we must wait. We must wait. Amber, <laughs> Amber tortures us. We must wait. Uh, but that will fill like the gap here because there's a market. There's a market. So if uh, anybody that has uh, kept listening, thank you. Uh, if you are aware of books like that, where the, the female MC just says like, fuck you, I'm choosing myself. I'm keeping my powers. I'm walking off in the sunset with my friend and that's done. I would love to read something like that. Please. Not necessarily. And I will put this out there. It does not have to be a romantic, sapphic situation uh, either. It can just be just like a friend situation. Well, that's why we love Earth and Blood so much. Because so much. of the foundation of the importance of female friendships and the foundations that are built there. Same thing with, spoiler alert, um, for Kingdom of Ash. The scene at the end where it's just all the women, you know... Uh, in Terrison and with Aelin and just coming through. Like, these are beautiful, strong, female empowerment, female-driven friendship scenes that have impacted us so much, Um, which was so nice that at the end of, you know, again, the end of this, they got, they're, you know, they're in Michigan. They said, let's go to college because, you know, they're going to bring in all the financial aid because they have no income and no parentage. So, like, work FAFSA for them. I'm really happy. I'm like, good. Go go to, you know, go to University of Michigan. Go to Michigan State. Do the thing. Go. <laughs> and what is interesting, though, because if you go to the website and you read Kyan's like, little prologue, like, Kyan's alive. Kyan's coming out of it. Kyan knows 
uh, that cricket isn't there. So there is that. And we know that Kyan says, like, I will always find you. I will always come for you. And Kyan has that great line. It was like, I found you. I lost you. I found you. I lost you. I found you, you again. again. Yeah. But I just, I also don't think it needs, I feel like if we get a fourth book, you know, and who knows, because authors are struck with inspiration at all various times, you know, they could be working on one series and think, wait, this would be perfect mm-hmm. if I Another. kind of resurface this other one. This just felt like, and maybe that's just because of what we like to to target in with our reading. We we love the importance of those female friendships that we don't feel like you need to have romance to have and happily ever after. And that's great for some people, but everybody's happily ever afters are different too. Um, there, there's no one way, perfect ending. Say, say it, say it again, <laughs> say it again. There's no one perfect ending. Like everybody's perfect endings are different for each other. So that's so true. It's so true. But obviously people have opinions so much so that the author had to address it. But uh, that's all I, re- I really have to say about cricket. Uh, the, three books, two of them are world building and the plot gets heavy in the third one. That's all I can say. Trigger warnings. Check them. Uh, would recommend, even though if you read some reviews, the reviews uh, would say, no, don't recommend. But we're all adults here, so you can read whatever you want. Sometimes you really just, I feel like the best things that I've done is I've gone in blind. So those are the books that we've had the most fun with. I mean, everything that we've read thus far, I just don't look at the reviews anymore. Yeah, so we, 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 don't, we, don't, we don't need that. We don't need that energy. But uh, interesting, very interesting here. Uh, lots of conversations to be had. Uh, I, I will say this, no diversity. Do not read this looking for diversity. Oh, Do not read no. this looking for representation. Do not read this looking for anything like that. There that is representation is of nothing. nothing. There is nothing. These are all straight white people. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Right? Right? Yeah, there's nothing. Like, there's not even anything alluding. No, I don't think so. Any, yeah. yeah no. no. So don't, we're not reading it for that. That that is just what it is. Just know that. I guess that would be another trigger warning. Straight AF. Yeah, absolutely a trigger warning for that topic and everything included there. Um, <laughs> that being said, feel free to follow us on Instagram. We're at Acafe Podcast. We're also both on TikTok, Acafe Laura and Acafe Jessica. And if you have not done so, we'd really appreciate if you'd leave us a five-star review on whichever platforms allow reviews um, happening right now. So thanks again. Uh, Looking forward to hearing from everybody and we'll talk to you all soon. Bye. Bye.